This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. When I think of the food of the Jews, mm. I think of Judd Zolgad. That's who I oh, think he's of. A, he's definitely. I don't think there's any question about it. But Jed probably can't eat a lot of this this food anymore now that he's dropped 40 pounds. That's true. Uh, good point. Did you say the Nankin, Tom Bernard? Did I hear I that? I love the Nankin. Uh, do you, do you, did you guys partake in the Wanderer's oh, Punch oh back in your Wilder days? <laughs> we, we oh, just, yeah. Weren't we talking about that the yeah, other day? We were. Yeah, yeah, we were just talking about Wanderer's Punch the other day. Yeah. yeah how many of those I did you enjoy? It. Oh, over a period of time quite a few but never more than one i think per sitting because once you had one you didn't need more yeah that's that's true yeah they you could share and still get plenty buzzed i just love that but you know what just gave me these great memories going up there with alan dorfman my old attorney sure no longer with us there's a no a woman nice jewish woman nice lady she looked like about 80 and she goes i asked for a schmear (laughs) You're not going to hear that anymore. No. You're not going to hear that anymore. No. I love that so much. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, used to, I used to buy a few bagels occasionally at the Lincoln love, Dell. Oh, God, yeah. And, but it was starting to go downhill pretty fast. And I went in one day. It was like, you know, 6, six o'clock at night. And I said, yeah, I need uh, six, six water bagels. He said, well, we're out of bagels. I said, wait a minute, this is a delicatessen. This is a, <laughs> a Lincoln Dell. You can't be out of bagels. It's like a hospital being out of stitches, you know. <laughs> That's right. How can this be? <laughs> and then I knew it was only a matter of time. Oh, I miss the Lincoln Dell so much, honest to God. So, um, Judd, I got to ask you, uh, I, I assume you're as excited as I am about baseball now that we've seen the probably the greatest player of many generations. Uh, who would that be? That's uh, Ellie De La Cruz. Oh, I did see that home run last night for the Reds. Holy! This this guy, Nike. Oh my God, Tom, you you got to see this guy. He's I I did see it. Tw- yeah, twenty one years old. He's twenty one <laughs> years old, and he's probably the fastest player in baseball. Yeah. He throws the ball harder. He's a shortstop, harder than any player in baseball. He's like six foot five and weighs about one hundred and fifty pounds, and his power is amazing. He's he. And and then they said yesterday he went he he hit a triple. Now, I don't even think this is possible. But they mm-hmm. said he made it to third base in less than eleven seconds. Is that possible? I don't know about that. I I, I don't know. You That's saw that three job. seconds to get to one, two. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. No, I mean, way. how could that be no done? No way. But I will say nope. this: he is like um, he's like Mickey Mantle on steroids, or to put it another way. He's like Barry Bonds, not on steroids. <laughs> Although a hundred-yard dash is ten, what ten said ten. Uh, it's there's an off chance it's possible. It's an off chance, but you're you're circling. It's not a straight well, line. Well, that's as the runners. thing. Yeah, right. you're right. circling, so that that would add to the time. At any rate, he he has a chance. I mean, he's he's the only player I've ever seen hit. The, you just bat like six times. I've seen the videos and say Hall of Famer. Is it true? Because I I saw some video and I didn't have the volume up. But now they're claiming that somebody hit the very first 500-foot home run to dead center field this week. Who was that? I don't. I can't. I can't remember who because I didn't have the volume up. I don't. But is that even true? Do you hear anything about that? I didn't hear a thing about that. I but... saw the ball going. It looked like it left the ballpark, but that wait. happened before. So teams are allowed to score runs. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Hold that. on a second. This is breaking news. <laughs> what a horrible team this is turned uh... into. Hey, I had so 500. Much hope. We said from the start they were a 500. I know, team. but I had so much more hope for this team, and it's the same old we can't hit, we yeah. can't pitch, we yeah. can't do this. Five runs in the last five games. That's the thing. And, and again, horrible. last night, Tampa Bay started oh. and started what one of these, you know, openers last night, right? I mean, yeah. some guy like off the IL, he pitches an inning or two, and then they bring in another guy. I, I, Dare you to pull up a box score of last night's game and tell me that you know the first name of any of those Rays pitchers? Because I sure as hell don't. Yeah. And yeah. the Twins scored one run, and it was in the ninth. Yep. Yeah, and they should have. And they, they loaded the bases. There was one out. And you, you see that I with know. the Twins, and you say, well, that's the end of the inning. Yep. Yep. It's true. They've done it How over do you not and fire the hitting coach? That's my – how do you not do something? Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I'm getting really, really – on thin ice with Rocco 
Nothing ever changes. They have no middle relief. They can't hit. Yeah. They, they, like Gelf, Gelf, Mick Howard Gelfano just said, uh, you got the bases loaded with nobody out. Got the bases loaded with one out. You got no chance. They never score runs from that situation. No. I don't get it. Uh, Jesus. But what Max Kepler is still there. I yeah, know. And he's still playing. And Why is he playing? playing? What are we it. doing here? DFA him. Get rid of him. It's over. He had one good year, and it turned out the ball was juiced yeah. beyond belief. Was he hitting yeah. 192 or something? Yeah. I don't even think it's and, that high, is it? Uh, I think well, he, he got a hit yesterday. Oh, did he? Yeah, it was a, like a hanging, oh, a hanging slider. Oh, okay. <laughs> Congratulations, Max. What's Correa Cor- at now, too? I mean, he, yeah. I, my God, he looks lost at the plate. How does a guy yeah. making $35, $36 million a year look like he has no freaking clue up there? And if he's still, if this foot thing's a problem, put him on the IL. Yep. Well, uh, it's probably a chronic problem, though. You why know, I mean, did we ever bring him back? That's why no one back. else wanted him. Why did Why did we bring him back? Because we we had him, and then yep. he went to some other couple of teams. Well, yeah, we had him, and then you know he <sighs> he he was on the free market, and, yep. but it turned out no one wanted him because they uh, they looked at the X rays and the MRIs, and they yep. said, yeah, we'll pass. Why did we take him back? I don't get it. He's not doing anything. Our Maybe. doctors. Our doctors, Tom, said he'll be absolutely fine. I'm not kidding either. Yes. This is the thing is, the oh, Twins doc, I'd love to know who the, these uh. guys are because they have traded for more pitchers who are damaged goods. <laughs> oh, yeah. Correa true. comes back and it's like, well, what the Mets and Giants doctor said, that's not accurate. Well, we well, remember, and, Tom and I remember when the team doctor was Harvey O'Fallon. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that his name? I believe it was. Like, yes, yeah. that, that yeah. was his name. I remember the name. I believe so. And, and you know, you'd see this story almost every summer. Well, well, uh, Tony Oliva had knee surgery, and uh, it's, uh, it, was, it was successful. He had successful knee injury like eight times. Right? Surgery, Which yeah. seems to be a contradiction in terms of Yeah, I of, would have to agree yeah. with you on that one. And he could barely walk after about the fourth. But not that it was the doctor's fault. It was just technology then was not what it's like today. Somebody just I want, a... the, I want the press release to come out one day that says, so-and-so had surgery unsuccessful. <laughs> I know. Yeah, there you Un- go. It, w- it did not go well. In fact, it went terrible. Career probably done, but he will live. That's what I want. I got a text message just now from a listener asking or telling me, not asking me, but telling me, is it true Arise is hitting 500 I no, know. it's four four oh two. I think right now. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So he's hitting four hundred. So that's still pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and it so was my, still a good trade, though. Was it? Well, yeah, because I mean, well, look at the way Lopez pitched yesterday. Yeah, that's true. Lopez is a hell of a good pitcher, but not as good as he was. Probably not. Yeah. So there you the go. The question too is this though. So if if he if he was here. Number one, would the Twins not screw him up? I don't think that they would, but it's a question. The second question is this. He is great at getting on base. So who on this godforsaken roster knocks him in? Yeah. I know. You know, he gets the first base and what, hangs out there until the inning comes to an end? I got to say this. I mean, it's true, but I got to second base more often in junior high school. Oh, what do you think of that action, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) I'm just saying that's how bad it is for him. No, no, he's, I mean, he's an exciting player, and he's going to put a lot of fans in the stands in Miami. So it was great for them. It was great for them, yeah. I was one of them. We went, Catherine and I went to a game at Miami, uh, one of the first games of the year. And it's even better now that he can't do his, uh, you know, his three three sixty walk around home plate after every pitch. <laughs> exactly, he can't do that. It turns out he that's doesn't true, need Mike. to do that. <laughs> He's better without it, Mike. Uh, he is, yeah. You know, that's the first thing that Mike brought up to me with that new pitch clock, or you know, hitting clock. He yeah. said he'll never be able to circle the plate again. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that's, that's, I hope that rule was put in just for him. I, I agree. You're absolutely right. I, so I watched a bit of the game last night, and, you know, Catherine came. I, I actually had to leave in the seventh inning. I believe the Twins were down one to nothing in the seventh, correct? Yeah. Yes. And then I got back, uh, and the game was over, and they lost <laughs> two to one. So, you know, I'm like, can you hit at all anymore? At least we know now you're not the curse. That's true. Mm-hmm. See, that's a, that's a good. That's very good. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, you don't have to uh, turn the bobbleheads around anymore. Oh, Mike, you're, that, that was 40 years ago. You know? <laughs> well, I remember like it was yesterday. That was 40 years ago. Here, here you go, Mike. Here's the 
Buxton won, but <laughs> I suppose that's not doing much good since he is the, always injured. He's always injured. Yeah, I forgot about him for a moment. Well, that's a good sign. This probably is. I think it's best that we try to put those things behind us. Well, they took him off the field because he didn't want him to get hurt. He got hurt anyway. Well, yeah, who thought that was it? I think what they ought to do with Buxton is make a first baseman out of him. Yeah, I think you're right. And then you can, you know, because this is a team that's full of DHs. Mm -hmm. So you put another DH in the game. I would agree with you 100% on that. We do have to take a break. We're right back. Judd's with us. Mike's with us. It's Tom Bernard here for the Power Lodge and the world's largest Bennington pontoon dealer, Miller Marine in St. Cloud. Temps are up. Prices are down. We just hit 88 degrees, so Miller Marine and Power Lodge are offering hot 88 summer deals for the next two weeks only. Get a Bennington pontoon at 28888 And as a bonus, the first eight pontoons come with a trailer for $1,888. Damn good deal. Finance it all for just $288 a month. God, that's not bad, $288 a month. You want something larger? Get a Tritune, starting at just $43,888 or just $488 a month. With over 300 pontoons in stock, they've got what you need at the world's largest Bennington dealer, Miller Marine and Power Lodge. Payment terms and credit limits are subject to credit approval, of course. So, come on. It's time to get serious about your throttle therapy with this two-week deal until June 17th. Check selection at PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com. Hot 88 summer deals with Bennington pontoons are on now. Now at the uh, Lodge and Miller Marine. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. All right, so you have been going to a lot of barbecues, a lot of uh, time to eat things that are not perfect for you. Do you find yourself gaining a lot of weight, Judd? I don't, and it's basically because uh, my experience with my friends from Livia Weight Control Centers, which goes back now a couple years, at which, as Mike said earlier in the show, I dropped 40 pounds, has allowed me to keep that weight off. The dietitians and nutritionists there have done a marvelous job of helping me, and they will help you too. And here's the best part. If you join now, you're going to get eight weeks for free, and you could lose up to 15 pounds by the 4th of July. And that's only going to be a start because, again, you're going to take the weight off, and most importantly, keep it off, and you're going to get the first eight weeks for free. Um, you will be looking good, feeling good. All those clothes that might not fit in the drawer right now, well, guess what? They're going to fit. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. That is where your weight loss journey starts. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. If you missed anything, we got you. Get any hour, any time on demand on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. I want to tell you something during that break. I was messing around a little bit. I was going yammer, yammer. Yeah, you may have been mocking me a little bit. Uh, I will tell you, I've just had an experience I don't want any of you to have. Laughing and wild cherry diet Pepsi coming out your nose. Oh, yeah. That, that, that burns a little. I wanted to be, I was so mad at you. So after I was done talking, I gave you the swiftest, hardest look. You almost have to go back to the YouTube like and watch that. it. I just give you the swift mom look. You did. And then you almost spit diet Pepsi out of your nose. It did it just, come out of my nose and it burned like hell. Oh, well, you burn 
earned that. It's your fault. You have earned that. You know, You're a horrible person. Uh, many years ago, I read about the uh, the benefits of of taking like cinnamon capsules. So I thought, well, I'll you know give it Uh-oh. a try. Yes. <clears throat> so I took one of those cinnamon capsules, and uh, and then like about an hour later, it uh, kind of came back up. Oh yeah. And uh, oh. I thought my brain was on fire. Oh Jesus! That was really scary. Sounds... What was the benefit? Yeah, what I, are the benefits? I don't remember anymore. It was probably had something to do with with blood pressure or or potency maybe. Do they they still have those cinnamon challenges? The guys take tablespoons of cinnamon. Oh, that's crazy. I don't that's, think I think man. you get one bite in and you're done. Yeah, like that's seems the big like it. thing. I've never done it and I'm never gonna do it. So Dougie's here. Dougie Sprinthal, oh wearing his flagship Ford doing, shirt. Man? Good to see you. What a man! You're not. You don't get any headphones. I'll get it. I'll get it. He's out of the mix. <laughs> flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin, ladies and gentlemen. Dougie's here. We're talking. No. What? <laughs> and we got we got Brittany's dog here too. Two, and Brittany's dog two is here. Two esteemed guests today. You're all set. You got. You we're sitting down. Judd, have you ever met Doug Sprinthal? I have not. I've heard of Doug, but I've not days. met him. Doug Hello, Sprinthal. Judd. Hi, Doug. How are you? I am excellent. What a beautiful day. And what you're going to have to work that mic dog. a little. You're going to have to I'm work sorry. that mic a little closer there, Buster. We should just throw that mic into the river. Seriously, yeah, I'm so tired should. of it. God damn it! Will you give Doug the other headphones? I'm so tired of that mic. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Spoken <laughs> like a producer who has had his yeah. fill of that crappy yeah. mic. Yeah, the, the the headphones that have the actual mic attached to them. Oh, okay. uh, Brittany. Yeah, why don't you grab those, Doug? The other ones. Yeah, that that thing's garbage. Uh-oh. That mic, that mic is. Why is it? I don't know. If somebody set so it up, and, I know. And then the problem is, we move everybody around, and then we forget about it because we get busy with other things. And then somebody comes in, and we're like, "Oh yeah, forgot to totally change that thing over." So today, I will make a point that we do something with that microphone. Could you take my picture down and put Doug's up instead? No, let's not. Oh, this one isn't on at all. Oh, now it's not on at all. Hey, is Brittany over there? Can she turn that? She's a disaster. Go. Let's Brittany, be honest. There you go. Oh, she got it all figured out. A little more out. preamp, and we're good. <laughs> she was just yelling at me about something. I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah, she made Pepsi come out my nose. <laughs> Hurt like a bitch. I feel bad because I love the production of the show, and I show up, and it just goes right in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like usual. I mean, everything sounds great. It's really wonderful. I listen to the show all the time. It's only been 14 years now of you doing that to me, so well, I know. It all works out in the end. Oh, you got here just in time for the Mary Lou Henner interview coming up in eight minutes. I have a question for Rudy. Uh-oh. Yeah, question for Rudy. As a professional comedian, how do you compete with the following two headlines? Donald Trump goes after Chris Christie by telling fat jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy Pesto gets arrested for January 6th. Uh, I oh, is that the Bob's the guy Burger Bob's guy? Bob's Burgers, yeah. yeah Bob's Jimmy Burgers, Pesto. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just sell all my fat jokes to Trump. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's how I do it. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's hysterical, actually. They, you know they I love never them? go out of style. No. You know what I love about that, though? I've met Donald Trump. He's not exactly live oh, himself. Uh, well, yeah, I, that was no. my point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like mm-hmm. go fat jokes. Pot to kettle. Go down swinging, Tom. Go down swinging. That's the key to, to life. It doesn't matter what's wrong with you. Just pick on the other person and yeah, go down true. swinging. Oh, well, I you tell know you. know I hate fat people. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You got her again. No. Yeah, that's, baby. That's out of context. You're a horrible person. <laughs> so I was doing a horrible. Really, the Donald Trump me. of St. Louis Park. Brittany <laughs> no. Arneson. And she relies on that old stale excuse. Oh, it took me out of context. I don't know We've what I was doing. We've seen that too many times. <laughs> Oh, Dougie, you're up on camera, man. I know. It's awesome. I love it. I love looking at myself. (laughs) I bet you do. (laughs) No, it's a good look. So everything's good. We got the cheerleader sitting over here. What does it feel like to be on the air with five guys? Feels like, um, feels like the old days. Yeah, yeah, to be honest, I didn't even realize that until you said that. It's not exactly a lot of masculine energy coming up. Oh, <laughs> well. She's, wow. What she just said is if Lassman was here, it'd be different. Yeah, it'd be a different yeah. deal. Yeah. Lassie. She's right, though, about that. I mean, uh, I find myself now, like, uh, asking for directions you know, it's, it's it's what happens when you get old. Well, it's, it's, there's true. just the testosterone, just you know, it's not there. Depleted. Anymore. Yeah, it's depleted. Your yeah, direct, your indeed. sense of direction just goes out the window. Yeah. 
hate so you. So Judd and Doug should have a conversation because they've never worked together before. We were talking a lot about uh, th there's a guy playing baseball, Dela Cruz, and as Mike pointed out, there's about the 85 Dela Cruz's in baseball. Well, yeah, well, especially in horse racing. In horse racing, yeah, I mean, true, that's right. The number of jockeys named Dela Cruz, that's of course, true. it means of the cross. Of the cross. Yeah. Uh, this guy can run like Hussein Bolt, 28 really? miles an hour. He yeah, he's, that he's, is moving, and, and he, man. He throws the. They said the other day they timed. You know, they can do all this stuff now. They timed his throw. He plays shortstop to first base, ninety nine miles per hour. This guy's like science fiction. <laughs> wow, Jesus! It's like Sid Finch. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You remember the story of Sid Finch sure. by George Plimpton? Yeah, Sid Finch. This is this guy's probably better than that. Does so, uh, so he steal a lot of bases? He must have. That's well, all I would imagine. Yeah, he stole like I think he stole something like forty bases last year, and and you know, not that many at bats, and that was in the minor leagues. Of yeah, course. amazing. But no, he can. I mean, he is. It's if you if you created a character like this, right? You know, it would be pretty much on the margins. People would not God. buy it. This guy's incredible. <laughs> He's got. This guy's gonna. He's going to be worth more money than the uh, Las Vegas baseball stadium that is they're he building. Faster than Ricky Henderson. He's fat. They say he's faster than wow. just about everybody. Because Ricky made everybody look like they were standing in Jello. Yeah, right. You true. know, they they compare him to to Ricky. Yeah. I never do this interrupting my coworkers, but uh, all of the true talent of Mary Lou Henner. Just told you guys to shut up. <laughs> now, Mary Lou, I told him. You didn't tell him. But how are you doing, Mary Lou? Great talking. Nice one. I'm the good cop. Yeah, yeah you're the good. Yeah, that's right. You're the, I'm the bad cop. You're the good cop. Right. Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries. Something new, ladies and gentlemen. Friday. That is tomorrow, of course. Mary Lou, how have you been? Oh my gosh, I've been busier than I've ever been in my entire life. And it's all been great. I mean, you know, I've been doing Hallmark movies. I've been doing regular movies. Mm -hmm. My son's been doing a movie. He's got a big film. His first directorial debut. He's like in his 20s. He's what? directed a feature. It's, and, and he did it as like a little tiny short on YouTube. People saw it. They said, can you do this as a movie? He said, yes. Can I direct it? They said, make a pitch. He did. And it went to Sundance. And I had nothing to do with any of this. And now it's opening festivals, and it's going to be in movie theaters July 14th. It's called Theater Camp. So check it out. My, his son, my son's name is Nick Lieberman. Nick so. Lieberman. Oh, I just got more, more impressed. Yeah. yeah great. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because his name is M. Howard Gelfand. So you know what I'm saying, Mary Lou. You know. No, I don't know what that means. Nice Jewish boy. I, I don't either. I've been oh. in therapy oh, for God. years, and I still Listen don't know. to him. Oh, no. They... Come from a, you know, a, yeah. His real name is Muttle. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, Mary, Mary Lou, let's talk Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries, something new. What's it all about? Well, I, there was a series, there's been a series on the Hallmark Channel called the Aurora Tea Garden series. Mm -hmm, right. And this is the prequel to it. Um, you know, this is years before the regular series, and you see what she was like when she just got out of college and first became interested in solving crimes in her hometown. And I play her mom, so uh, it's uh, and people who love the show will be able to uh, see little clues that will show up later on. You know what I mean? Like somebody, like oh my gosh, that person's going to die in a future episode. Oh, that person, you know, because they've already seen the future. It's kind of Back to the Future in a way. So they'll be able to see what what where the seeds are planted for the regular series. So cool. I think it's, see, I love this kind of programming in any, you know, I got to say one thing, Mary Lou, and please take this as a huge compliment. Okay. All right. I'm looking at your picture. Did you cut a deal with God or something? You don't look any older than you did in 1971, for Christ's sake. Well, seven, you mean 78 for taxi. No, but gr Greece. No, oh, 71. About. Oh, Greece. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I was a few pounds. That was, uh, yeah. No, I. I <laughs> A little bit, yeah. No, you look great, though. You, I... oh, thank you. No, I, the, the deal I cut is I gave up dairy products, and dairy products changed, giving up dairy products changed my life. I always say, learn to love the food that loves you, and dairy did not love me. Okay, know? I have a question for you. How about ice cream? Okay. No, unless it's no? plant-based. No. Uh... And that, oh, your breathing gets better when you give it up, your sleep, your, you don't snore, you don't... Stink, you don't. I mean, it makes such a difference giving up dairy. My wife wouldn't I recognize me. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, you don't stink anymore. What happened? Yeah, 
Where have you been? Who have you been with? Giving up dairy made a difference. And I also say motion is the lotion. Motion is the lotion. So you've got to keep moving. Because people, like, sit on their butts all the time and they shouldn't. It's the worst. You're absolutely right. Aurora Tea Garden is back home in Lawrenceton, post-college, near her mother, Ada, played by Mary Lou Henner. Working as a teacher's assistant in a crime fiction class, Aurora is struggling to settle on a thesis for her postgraduate degree. To support her schooling and life, Aurora also waitresses at the local diner at night. Uh, it does go on a bit from there, but it's, uh, I, I love that. It sounds good. Well, well, first of all, Mary Lou, if you're in it, I'll watch it. That's just oh, how it is. thank you. Well, it's true. Oh, thanks. No, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to revisit a character. And you see, my character is always, in the regular series, she was always, like, so in control and so imperious and so confident. And in this one, she's just gone through a divorce. She's kind of on shaky ground with her business. So it's kind of fun to play a more ver- vulnerable version of what I will become in the other episodes. So yep. how many episodes do we have coming? Uh, we've done 18, and now this is the 19th, but this is the, the first of the prequel. So we hope to do at least nine or ten of these. Oh, well, that's good. So that'll be fun. I know. It's so much fun. So, yeah. So we'll see what happens. You know, I hope everybody watches it. Please watch it because we do want to make more. Well, now that you've been on the show, I'm sure everybody who listens to the show yeah, will watch that's it. Right, <laughs> that's right. I don't think there's so, any question. How is Minneapolis doing? Minneapolis is doing pretty well. We were just talking about. Uh, I, I really wish that we would get uh, control of some of the. Uh, well, the downtown area is not as safe as it used to be. I guess Mary mm-hmm. Lou is the best way to put it, and pretty much every city in America is like that now. I just going through that. Yeah. I just really I, wish people would calm down. That'd be nice. Yeah, for sure, and then maybe we can get something done so that it's not too warring sides all the time. Um, I love Minneapolis. I did Annie Get Your Gun there. Right. It's so much fun. It's such a beautiful city. And, uh, I, and I was there for a summer because my then-husband, my second husband, um, he was shooting Mighty Ducks 3 there. Oh, yeah. So matter- a real fondness for Minneapolis. Matter of fact, in, in, in many, many years ago, you came in. I, I was working at a place called KQ, KQRS Radio all, all those years ago. And you came in studio, and you were so nice. I will never forget oh, that. thank you. I was very impressed with you. Although you had a look on your face looking at me like, what the hell's this guy's deal? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe because I was pregnant at the time. No, there were two times that I was there. <laughs> I was there for a book signing, and I was there for Annie Get Your Gun. I was yeah. there for two book signings for Annie Get Your Gun, and I was there when I was pregnant, too. So. So I'm making a joke. acting as much fun as it as it's ever been has it changed a lot? I mean, you know, political climates do change acting, just like every other judge, like oh, doing sure. all of that sure. stuff. How's that going now? Um, well, you know, I think people are have just gotten a lot more sensitive to things. Yeah, and in some ways, it's been. I mean, it, it's we had to go in some direction like that because it was sometimes so inappropriate, and you just kind of roll your eyes and think like, is that person really trying to get away with saying that? It's so obnoxious. You know, yeah. So, so it's, uh, but I, 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 you know, it's. Uh, I think people are very respectful, which is nice. Um, I hate to see comedians lose too much of a comedy edge. Yes, they're yeah. really funny, um, but not if they're really hurting people. You know, so you have to figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it all. We'll, we'll we'll get find it all done. Yeah, find the balance for sure. But yeah, I love love acting as much as I ever did. You're, you're always getting better and better and better, and, you know, I, I'm always trying to, uh, you know, my, my son is watching his movie, and he'll say, like, oh, I wish I could change that, I wish I could change that. I said, Nick, I feel that way about every taxi episode, every job I've ever done. <laughs> you know, you always feel like, oh, I want to go back and do it even better this time. But that means you care. That means you're passionate about it. That means you, you're a student of your own life and your craft, and you want to always make it better. You know what's amazing about that? We were just talking about this by coincidence. Uh, uh, I guess it was about a week ago, but uh, you were included in this. I was talking about, you know, people looking at things kind of like the way you do. Uh, you came in studio. You were very pleasant, and I will never forget that. But I was talking about, you know, Peter Falk has been in, Jane Fonda has been in. All. The bigger a person, I don't really want to say star, but the better an actor a person is, you guys, when you get to the top, you're very, very pleasant to deal with, and I, I really enjoy that. I got to tell you that. Well, you know what? I think when you when younger kids are starting out in the business, they think they have to have an attitude because that's yeah. part of it, the mystique. And then you realize, no, no, just be a human being. That's what you're trying to play on camera anyway. 
All right, yeah. so well, you got to go on tour for Aurora Tea Garden Mystery, something new. When you, when you go on, on, on tour, you got to come in the studio again okay. and see Uncle Tommy. Okay, Uncle Tommy. <laughs> oh, all right, Mary Lou, thank you. Tommy. My, my kids have an Uncle Tommy. My brother's name is Tommy. All right, then how about Uncle Timmy? I'll go with Timmy. <laughs> no, Uncle Tommy's fine. All right. Uncle Tommy 2.0. I like it. Mary Lou, thanks for your time. Have a good thanks day. So much. Okay, bye. Bye. Mary Lou Henner. Very, very. Were you in studio when she was in studio? No, I wish Stunningly I had. Stunningly beautiful woman. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, that I know. <laughs> there's no doubt. I about remember it. Taxi. Whoa. Yeah, Taxi was a great show. I wasn't a huge fan of the show, but I, I was always a fan of her. I understand exactly what you're saying. Some of the parts of that show were really good, and others were like, eh, that's too silly for me. Although I do have a mint condition Tony Danza show t shirt. You do? Yeah, because I, I watched the first, maybe the first or second time it was on the air, and I said, this can't last more than a month. <laughs> and, and so I immediately well, bought, nice. I bought a sure. mug, a Tony Danza show mug, and T-shirt, because I figured they'd be collector's items someday. Are they? Uh, you know, I haven't checked lately. I they should, might. I should go on be. eBay and check. So, Dougie, what's the latest with you? Well, um, we are going to do an episode of Car Selling Secrets here in about... I don't know, really? 40 minutes or so. 40 yep. minutes, oh, yep. Wow. My new boss is coming <laughs> in studio. all excited. He goes, oh, wow. No, not again. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Mike. You can just What's sleep so through great? it like you always do. <laughs> no, my new boss is coming in studio. He's super excited to meet the two of you. He's been a morning show fan since Christ was a corporal. Can I look up and go, what do you want? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Tee off on him. Give him a bunch of crap. He's a good guy, and he can take a punch. He's a large fellow, so you might want to do it. I want to be nice. Distance. Um, I took a trip last week because I tend to uh, – Doug and I have become really good friends over the years. It wasn't just a radio deal that, uh, that we just worked together and never spent any time together. Our family spent time together. We get together with other friends. We hang out with all the millionaire DJs in Switzerland. Wicka, yes. wicka, 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 yup. Yeah, all of them. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, so when, when Doug uh, left the other joint – um, I went over and because I turned my car back in because I support my friends. And I know a lot of people wouldn't do that, but that's not who I am. I went over one of the best moves I've ever made, went over to Flagship Ford over in Baldwin, Wisconsin. By the way, from East St. Paul, it's about a 15-minute drive. Well, it's maybe not very 20 or 25. I don't know. It's about... 15 miles from the St. Croix River, let's just say well, that. 15 yeah. minutes. But East St. Paul, you got to go through. Let's not play Twin Cities. Geography. <laughs> okay, we won't. But do we that. don't want to look down on our Woodbury and Maplewood friends, which you'd have to pass. No, I understand that. No question about it. But I'm just telling you, it's not like with Wisconsin. It's not that far away. No. I mean, I had a very pleasant. I went over and bought a uh, um, a Mustang all electric vehicle, a Ford Mustang. The people over there could not have been nicer. Oh, by the way. So I, I understand my buddy was showing everybody how to download the podcast. Yeah, so that was wonderful. There's a guy there who's 60 and he's worked at the store a couple different times. Great he's guy. Just, his name's Jeff Freeze. Everybody calls him Freezer. Freezer, yeah. Uh, and he I, he finally figured out how to download the Tom Bernard podcast, and so he's taught all his 60 and 70 year old buddies. Nice. <laughs> but the funniest Solid. thing that happened was. Love it. Tom's in the car with Freezer, and they're going through all the. You know, it's a complicated car, yeah. so you gotta. You don't just toss somebody the keys and go see a sport. Remember to give us fives on the survey. Um, so he's going through it, and these two other old guys show up. I had sold another dealer a used pickup truck, and they were coming to get it. This guy comes up, and he goes, uh, "Hey." You know Jeff Freezer? And I said, yeah, he's here. Oh, bullshit. He hasn't worked here in years. And I said, well, he's in that car right there uh, talking to Tom Bernard. Now I know you're full of shit. <laughs> so I knock on the window, and the window goes down, and he goes, holy sh-. And then he sees Tom, and he goes, what the fuck? <laughs> it was Jeff Freeze's brother. I say that. <laughs> he didn't know where he worked. He I say that every brother. week. Right? Every week, yeah. yeah. Every time he walks up here, he goes, no way. He's still here. There he is. <laughs> oh, God, he's back again. I do uh. want to say that Tom did weaponize his friendship uh, against me. I did. He said, you know, this is how good of a friend I am, Brittany. My friend switches dealership. I go and I buy a car from him. When have you done that? I go, never. I've never kept 
casually just been like, you know what? I never said when did uh, when did you? You do said it? that's how I'm a good friend. What have you done for your friends lately? God, now I feel like I've got to do something. <laughs> I well, she know. dressed up as a cheerleader when she heard the two of you were coming. I, I, what girl wouldn't? Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. I thought. No, See, I got it, Tom. Yeah. See, I don't understand how you sit because I don't like the way you were treated. I'm sorry, but I will never like the way you were treated. I know. And therefore, I would, wherever you went, I was going to follow you. And I'm glad I did because they're very, very nice people. Well, and, and I'll I tell you this. I didn't just sell you a car to sell you a car. I, you have bought some of the coolest stuff ever. I have owned great cars. The it's very true. first Teslas <laughs> sold in the U.S. A Cadillac ELR, which was a marketing fiasco for it Cadillac, was. but it a was, cool yeah. car. Great car. A triple black 5.0 Mustang convertible is a classic. Mm-hmm. The big black Jag. I mean, you buy cool stuff, and you appreciate it. So. First we had uh, Mary Lou Henner. Now this, it's getting a little treacly around here. Treacly? Yeah. Okay. That's the word of the week. Right, okay, treacly, we're going with yeah. that? Okay. Rudy, D, can you spell that for us? No. <laughs> no, I cannot. I think there's a D in there, right? <laughs> there's something in there, yeah. no question. But don't you think... And I've been told by a number of people, God, nobody's like that. That they just don't, people just don't do things like, well, I already got this or whatever. You know, I don't like what happened to Doug, but I'll just ignore it. I'm not, I don't ignore things like that. You know what? I'm putting that behind me. I I I understand that that. it happened, but I'm having a blast. This is cool. And another three or four years, I'll be hanging up my salesman shoes. Isn't that funny when you get to a point where it's something that was a huge negative, almost one of you go, that one of the worst things that happened to me, and you get to a point that it's a positive? Because you weren't going to leave a place like no, that because you're so loyal until yeah. somebody, you know, and I have been in situations like that where you go, this is the worst. And the moment you realize it's actually one of the best things that's happened to you, I learned that at a very young age. In 1970, I was just short of 12 years old, and two things happened that changed my world. The Beatles broke up, and my oh. parents got divorced. And oh, I'm like, God. okay, n- all things must pass. You just got to learn how to deal with it and march forward. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. It, wa- it wasn't that easy to do, especially the Beatles. The folks I got over with yeah. pretty quickly. By the way, I did change <laughs> one thing about myself, and I won't tell you what it is when you're here, but I can give you an indication that whenever I, you think of someone as a, like a prick or an asshole, I call him a certain name now, just a first name. And I can't tell you what, even what letter it starts with, but that's my new thing. If you're mean to me and I call you that name, it means I'm really pissed off at you because one of the biggest assholes I've ever met in my life. And my, now uh, as we move on. I'll, we'll talk off the air. I've got some interesting <laughs> other every, stories. Everybody, another bridge burned mm-hmm. here on the oh, Tom no, Bernard no, podcast. No. My, my he wife burned has, that bridge. My wife me. has a similar name for women that do stupid things. She calls them Patty. She's like, nice move, Patty. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Brittany. And no, like, the way you no, looked no, in the no, eye, I was like, yeah. That's, that's the name for the asshole, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> exactly. It's Brittany. I'm fine with that. I need oh, a little a bit Brittany. of an edge to me. <laughs> what a Brittany. I have, I have a... Uh, a neighbor mm-hmm. had a neighbor, and uh, he's we found out you lived there and moved. He's well, <laughs> well, there goes the neighborhood, you there know. That. Goes the neighborhood. So he was, he was actually, uh, he, he was from uh, Hungary, oh, okay. came over here when he was about 16. And uh, so uh, he was a little league coach, and I was a little league coach, and I was just kind of getting used to the territory. So every time I would ask him about anyone, I'd say, Hey, what about Wilson there? You know, what's he like? He always said the same thing, which was. He is an asshole. <laughs> so, so was I related to him? So, so my kids picked up on that. Oh, sure. So then I'd say, hey, uh, I see you're playing with the fisher over there. What's he like? And my kids would say, he is an asshole. <laughs> nice. Yeah, not wrong, I'm sure. Yeah, what the yeah. hell. We have to take a break, do we not? Yes. We'll be right back and wrap this thing up right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase, go fly a kite to an extreme, and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new Forest River RV Rockwood Rue, 19 expandable trailer, of course, that he hauls from Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elk 
Bronco Newmarket, Minnesota, Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, full bath, exterior griddle, double door refrigerator, queen beds, and sleeps six every night in the RV Rockwood from the place that is your family-owned guide to RV trailers and truck accessories since 1965. This is Tom. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, back on a on a day when I have to report we've lost both the Iron Sheik and Pat Robertson. Man, how do we wow. go on? How are we going to make However, it? However, the good news is the Pope had like three hours of surgery, and they say he's just fine. He's and amazingly, Henry Kissinger is 100 years old. Didn't yeah. he turn 100 a week ago or so? I think really? he's still banging Jill St. John. He might be. Who was the comedian that I, I was taking the Dale, Jill St. John out one night? Who was that that did that bit? Pretended to be Kissinger. God, that I was don't very, know. very funny. Sounds like a good really, bit, though. It was a great bit. It was very funny. Shecky Green? Might have been Shecky. Oh, remember the, the great Shecky Green story? I don't. Hmm. He's driving uh, down the uh, road in Las Vegas. He's had several cocktails. <laughs> loses control going around that huge fountain. Goes right into the fountain. Drives his car right into the fountain. It's Caesars, right? It's Caesars. Yeah. That's exactly right. The cops come. He puts the window down, looks at the cop, and says, no hot wax. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready. Oh, well, he was ready. golden uh, era of drinking and driving, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Well, nobody got hurt, thank God. Oh, yeah, they just died. <laughs> no, why? I mean, in the Chucky Green well, deal. Not, like, that, you know, not that particular story. I want to be, don't change my name to Shecky Bernard. What do you think? No? No. You know, they've spent millions of dollars marketing the show. I don't think you should change your name. The Shecky Show. I think it's got a ring to it. It does, doesn't it? I might take it since your name's on everything. (laughs) What the hell's that look? I mean, like, you know, I just acquired a name. Shecky Arneson? (laughs) That goes goes together really well, I think. Why is that the, like, so offensive when you said it. I just looked at you with a sneer. That was going to be my fourth kid. Shecky? Shecky. You're going to go with Shecky. I yeah. like that. Well, you know, I went through, you know, I went through Jake and Max and Sam, so. Yeah, you took them all. And, you know, you can't name your fourth kid Lance after that. No, no, no. It's not going to work. That's true. You go with Shecky. Shecky would have been good. Yeah. I always did like Shecky Green on The Tonight Show, to be honest with you. I started watching The Tonight Show uh, from the very beginning a couple of days ago. Pretty interesting stuff, actually. I mean, pre-Carson era or the whole Carson, starting with the Carson era. I just watched an interview with Carson and Frank Zappa last night. I was just goofing around on YouTube. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is. What was the deal with Carson? Because obviously he was uh, he was very what angry guy. Is that safe to say? I think he was a booze hound, to tell you the truth. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't know. I never met him. But uh, Louis, well, I can't ask Louis Anderson because he's dead now too. So never mind. But Carson was the best ever at that job. He was great. Yeah, he really anybody was a great was, interviewer. Was ever better before him and has not been better after him. The three people they have now are dreadful. My God, those three nights. Well, every one of them has t- terrible ratings now. Well, but they make a lot of money anyway because the shows are not that expensive to produce. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. I, I, what I like about the shows is basically the writers. Yeah. Well, Pat McCormick was his head writer, and you're not going to do better than Pat McCormick. Oh, yeah, there are a lot of Pat McCormick stories out there. Oh, there certainly are. <laughs> six six, about three fifty. Yeah, I biggest know. Irishman ever born. And the uh, the helicopter birthday ride. <laughs> <laughs> we we can't even go into it. No, you can't go into that stuff. But, but it was damn but, good. But you know the the, the writers for for uh, especially I think I think uh, I don't know about Fallon. I don't I don't watch him much. Um, no, but uh, but I'll watch I'll watch the uh, I'll watch you know Jimmy Kimmel's monologue. Is it any good? I've never well, seen it. I, I mean, uh, I'm not an expert. Uh, Rudy might have something to say, but I think the jokes are pretty good. Are they? I think he delivers other people's jokes very well. Yeah, oh, so he yes. does other people's well, jokes. Well, no, that's that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, does he really? I think he's very good at it. Yeah. Uh, and some of his stuff, because if you go back and watch the Man Show, that was prime Jimmy Kimmel, and it was so funny. And then all of a sudden, he just got super woke. It's like. Harumbe, yeah. Harumbe got killed, and then he was crying on the TV, and it was like, is this the same guy that had women jumping on trampolines, trampolines. for exactly. four seasons? Like, Slamming beers. Yeah. What an awesome show that was. Yeah, <laughs> what happened to this guy? Win Ben Stein's money, he was terrible on that he show. He wasn't that great on that either, He was no. terrible on there. It was like, 
oh, we'll go to this part now. Was he just, had he just broken in or something? No, but I don't know. I feel like uh, his, his show is good, and I love him as the Oscars host. Bring him oh, back every year. There? Oh, he's so good. God, yeah. I haven't watched yeah. the Oscars since Christ was a corporal. But the <laughs> other thing to, to keep in mind is that if if you were if if your uh, if your girlfriend uh, significant other was Sarah Silverman, you'd be crying a lot too. Yeah, probably. Because she's <laughs> a very depressed woman. I think she's fantastic. She's very funny and a beautiful woman. And yeah, but she is a depressive, and you know, yeah. as as my uh, wait a minute, a Jewish woman depressive? As my wife would say, <laughs> they're very hard to be around. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry you had to work around me on that. <laughs> yeah, I well, should have. No. I should have taken notice of the glance. <laughs> I should have. I didn't read the room well at all. There, my fault. No, I. It just. Talk, I have not watched talk to you. know, it's, I got to be honest with you. I don't watch. There are so many things I don't watch that I used to. Those talk shows I used to watch them all. Haven't seen one of them in years. Yeah, once you get past the monologue, there's not much to see. I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in I bet you 35 years. Really? I never watch. Saturday I Night still Live watch anymore. it. I, you know, good? everybody goes, ah, it sucks. Oh, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's that show has always been super uneven. Watch the yeah. first no, couple it has. years. You're right. And they had some right. great bits and then some stuff that's like. This sucks. And you, yeah. don't, you don't have to spend a lot of time watching it because they, they front load it. Yeah, they do. So yeah. after the first yeah, few do. bits, you know, well, that's it. Weekend Update, though, I think the guys well, right. that do it now, Colin Jost and uh, Michael, what's his name? I think they're Jay. great. Jay. Yeah, they they're write really, some of the jokes. They're really good. Yeah, and after, that's about the end of the show. Yeah, right there. You watch those first four bits, the musical performance, Weekend Update, and then you can turn it off. Time yeah. to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do, yeah. I have literally not watched it in years. I don't even know why I stopped watching it. Well, I know that Hallelujah thing didn't help me at mm-hmm. all. What was that? Oh, what's her name? Kate, Kate McKinnon. McKinnon. Oh, I, I, I can't stand it. Hallelujah. Every time I saw her, I I mean, she's the worst. She's the, terrible. The mugging and all that A lot crap. of mugging. I, my favorite guy is Keenan Thompson, though. He's so consistently Keenan good. Thompson he is hardly good. ever You're does right. a stinky one. But. He's mid, though. Like, he, he's, the, he's a good. He plays the good straight guy. That's like, right. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think you need that. But I mean, like he knows where his bread's buttered. That's why he doesn't go off anywhere because yeah. he's somebody that does good just baseline. Yeah. 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 He probably wouldn't be. You know, he probably wouldn't have some of the success that a lot of them have had in movies. But yeah. yeah. I, I the last few years I was just watching mostly for Cecily Strong. I just think she's fantastic. Oh, she's amazing. And now she's gone. So yeah. you know, it's hilarious. I don't even know who that is. It's been so long I watched that show. Oh, I have she's no just idea brilliant. Well, now she's in Verizon commercials. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she is. You so can she's see probably her getting that Verizon lot. money. The big V money. Mm. God, it was funny. I was telling the story yesterday. <laughs> I'm watching TV. I'm this and and I look up and I said, "Oh my God, there's a white man on a commercial. I haven't seen a white man on a commercial <laughs> in a long time." All of a sudden, turns out the guy was stealing money from everyone else. <laughs> well, of course. That's, you, that's the only way you could cast it. It's just hilarious. We are so locked into that crap now, it's unbelievable. And again, I just you believe whatever you want to believe, but I just... It was a surprise to see a honky man doing a commercial. I heard Mike Bilski on the way here. He's a white guy doing a commercial. Yeah, but I'd never show him on TV. Oh, He's just true. too arrogant looking. Yeah, you that's know. true. Um, Bilski. Eric wrote in, and I, I agree with him, nobody beats Ricky Gervais as the host. Oh, no doubt. I agree. No doubt yeah. about it. He was so funny. Phenomenal. And, and would punch people right in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was and always totally punching fearless. up, which yeah. is fun. We oh, love yeah. that, right? Like yeah. Celebrities that are much more famous, have more control yeah. over his... Always punching up, and I love that. Get over yourself. Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> he's like very clear that like you got do, nobody wants to hear your guys' opinions. He made that very clear. As uh, trust me, America is not looking towards you guys for how to live our lives. So let's uh, keep this going. It's yeah, so no, funny. He had one of the greatest yeah. lines of all time when what's his name, Stephen Merchant, his buddy was literally turning a pen up. Oh, God, that, that was funny. That I know was, that scene. Do you know that scene? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So Gervais is in his office, and his receptionist secretary is Stephen Merchant. Stephen finds that if he tips the pen upside down, all the ink drains away, and the woman picture is, she's naked now. Yeah. Oh, one of those. Yeah, sure. yeah one of those. You turn them upside yeah. down. So. He's rather attracted to the picture of the woman on the pen, so he whips it out and starts whacking a mole, right? <laughs> and just as he's kind of in the middle of it all, staring at a pen, uh, Ricky Gervais walks out and he goes, Hey, do you know what? I, 
Are you tossing one off to a pen? <laughs> Which I thought was so fun. funny. Are you tossing one off to a yeah, pen? So when my grandfather that is desperation. My there. grandfather is, died yes. when I was about nine, and he was a owned his own company. He was over the road salesman, and he was a really good dresser. I clearly didn't inhabit that, but I got his tie collection, and I'm in church sitting next to my mom in one of these '50s ties, and I look at it. And on the inside flap, there's a girl in a bikini. And oh, if you turn it no. upside down, if you look here, you can still see the rope burns from that <laughs> tie coming off my neck. And I've never seen it again. I'm like, God, I wish I had that tie still. That's just amazing. Classic 1955, right? Uh, here's some Ricky Gervais roasting Mel Gibson. Oh, I love him. At the, I believe it was the Golden Globes. Here you go. A few years ago on this show, I made a joke about Mel Gibson getting a bit drunk and saying a few unsavory things. <laughs> Listen, I still feel a bit bad for it, right? Mel's forgotten all about it, apparently. That's what drinking does. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. Yeah. His two new specials are fantastic, if you haven't seen them. He's one of the first people I ever saw publicly go after Weinstein. Like... Yeah, 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 he was. Yep. Yeah, that takes nev- courage. That takes. Yeah. And when he was running Hollywood then, yeah. and nobody was saying anything, and he, I'd never heard anything. I was even like, "Who is this Harvey person? I don't know." Right. And yeah. That was right. The you first know time yep. ever I'd heard that, and so that's pretty brazen. No question about it. We got one minute. Who wants to wrap it up, man? Anyone? Dougie. Well, I'm not going to wrap it up because I'm just You're getting, our special guest. I'm just warming up for the next show. Oh, yeah. I'm in the bullpen right now. We're just, sorry, I know we were just your warm up. I yeah. didn't know that this little thing we have oh, going Mickey, is your you're little... so fine. You're so fine. You blew my mind. Hey, hey Mickey. Mickey. I, I like it. It's like a diss. I look amazing. You, I think it's cool. <laughs> I think it's cool. When you stood up, I'm like that. It's a tennis skirt. Yeah. It's a running skirt. it's not. It's cheerleader. Go team go. Go team go. (laughs) You wondered why I was uh, such a big fan of tennis. Oh, I understand. Ah, Yeah. yeah. uh, That's why I hung out at the club. Uh, Because he loves the skirts to wear. I still love. Okay. We could close with this one. I was envious. Of course. Gelfan skirt chaser. About 35 years ago. Gelfan calls me and goes, hey, you want to go shoot some baskets over at the JCC? I said, yeah, that sounds good. So I meet him over at the JCC, and we're shooting baskets. And I look up, and there's a sign on the wall. And I said, are you pulling my tit with this? I'm at the JCC, the Jewish Community Center, and there's a sign that says, no dunking. <laughs> what? You know, you know what I attribute that sign to? <laughs> I'll tell you what I attribute that sign to. Recessive genes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll close with that. Thank you, Michael. That'll do it. <laughs>